Low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania alongside for the writers, JC. We are strapped in. We've gotten out of a certain particular... Like you said, we're strapped in. Hope you had your seatbelt, because Fastlane, well, it took a little bit to get started. You know, we had some engine trouble for, I think, a little bit, but once we hit Rollins Nakamura, everything after that was pew, 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 full speed ahead, super hot fire. We're headed to Pun Central City, baby, because they're going everywhere on the fast track to, like you mentioned, WrestleMania, but WrestleMania. Oh, my God, that rhymes. It's the same ending to two words, WWE Fastlane. Uh, I didn't watch the kickoff show, but I heard uh, Retribution turned on Ali. Yeah, so apparently what happened at the end of the, I mean, really all that matters is the ending here, is that the bro Derek off the second rope, which was really cool looking, and he wins. And I think uh, Reckoning in her high heel boots stepped out, and then Slapjack decided to walk out, and then the other two tag team guys, because, you know, Dijak didn't have his eye makeup on, so you know something's going on there. And then, of course, they give him that awesome injustice finish, and that was pretty much that. I don't know what we're going to do, where we go from here. I don't know if it matters, but we'll find out. Uh, it is it is what it is. You know, it's kind of like well, how a about this mark. Nestlemania? I saw on Twitter your boy Bow Wow challenged T-Bar to a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Huh? You're fucking with me, right? I'm not even kidding. But he did challenge him, but I doubt it will happen. You know, like, it takes, like, six gonna... Bow to make a T-Bar? <laughs> it does. But just imagine if that somehow came to be within the next two weeks. No way. I don't think it will. No way. No but way. wouldn't that be something? Bow Wow is trying to be relevant. He hasn't been relevant in years. Yeah, but you know what? This would be a great they opportunity are... for Dijakovic to they thrust are, himself they, in the line. They right. already have... There's celebrity for this year. It's fine. Move on, Bow Wow. Pick a different year. Hey, there's two nights. Maybe you need two celebrities. Just saying. <laughs> you got an answer for everything, <laughs> you piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get to the next match, which is Nia Payne. They beat Sasha and Belair, which, thank God, that's entire thing's over and that they didn't win the tag titles. I think we're all kind of clenched there going, please don't win, please don't win, please don't win. Very much heavy on the Reginald, and we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, from Friday and Monday. But good Lord, is that man the only spotlight in the women's division, which is ridiculous, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, then we got the Sasha slap. The one thing I didn't like about the Sasha slap is it made Bianca Belair kind of look like a fool because she was just like, okay, okay, and just kind of like, I don't like, like, you you know them, you, you know me, JC, better more than, than most, but I hate the uh, white hot baby face, the, uh, you know, the I'm going to, you know, do it all the right way kind of things. Like, I hate that. It just, it's, it's just not, it's not relatable anymore. And, when I saw her get slapped and be like, okay, okay, I can deal it. That's right. I'm going to pick my moment at WrestleMania. And it's just, it just didn't seem authentic to me. Like, it may have been authentic to her, but as an overall character, it didn't seem authentic for me as an, as a, an audience to look at that and go, hey, I want to get behind that. I don't. I want to go behind Sasha and I want to be like, hey, you know what? She's my girl. Like, she's, she's the one. So. They needed to pick a lane, so to speak, here on Fastlane with these two of how they're going to move this uh, forward. But instead, they straddled the line, which I didn't love because I said pretty much the last couple of weeks, it's like, I need that moment. I want that where it's like set up where it's like one of these two like attacks the other. But instead, like they took a safe route and just like sat in the safe lane and like, you know what? We're not going to try to go for like the pass here. We're just going to sit here and we're going to coast our way to WrestleMania just on name value alone, which honestly, when we get there, I'm still excited. for. Like I've said, like I'm excited for this match regardless how they fuck it up. But they had an opportunity to. Make me want it to main event, like I saw a lot of people pushing for on Twitter. But the way this buildup has been, I don't think it. I don't think it is. It could, like, by name value, they might put it there, and I think it'll be a great opportunity to highlight. I believe it'd be night one is when uh, it's booked. It's going up uh, with Lashley, McIntyre. So those would be the two contenders for main event. And who knows? Like we've seen movements on Twitter get things to main event, but in terms of writing and a story here, 
this isn't a main event to me, but it, they had an opportunity, I think, to get it there, and they didn't take it. So for me, I just look at it like, yeah, I'm excited for the match, but the story isn't good. They didn't commit, and they're refusing to commit. That's a good point. I don't think there's anything that you can do to save it either. I don't. I don't necessarily think that there's too much dog shit on it that it's just I don't feel like it's I mean it's like you said it's gonna be a great match we're gonna we're gonna sit here and clap and talk about how amazing it was that's not the issue the issue is getting there you know yeah so it, you know you can't just stick a turkey in the oven you gotta preheat it baby you know that's exactly what they gotta do and they're not doing it so it is what it is moving on to something that should have been preheated or at least thawed for a while was Shane McMahon got hurt and then Elias did a whole thing about wanting to be on Wrestlemania with Riker in the background sniffing his jock strap and then uh, that happened which again I didn't. You you said on the tri- the uh, Jabberknocker Twitter thread up. At least they got out of that one. You know, like they- yeah. I mean, hey, it was effective. That we were we pretty much like we're, so we talked about this in the predictions last week. Like, how do we bridge this so this happens at Mania? And you know what? The more I watched it, and then obviously, you know, we'll get to Monday as it happens, or we can talk about it here. It doesn't matter to me. Is this feud is all about Braun getting his hands on Shane? So I like that the fact up until this point. Braun has not been able to really get his hands on Shane because that is what we're waiting for at WrestleMania when the car wreck happens is when Shane, to quote my man Braun, gets these hands. So I thought this was effective. Using Elias is always an easy way to, like, you know, have someone catch a beating. We all, like, I think it was TJ said or Ray said or someone said in the thread, it's always nice to see Elias get beat up. So, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know what? I just, For me, it, obviously, it wasn't like, oh, my God, great thing ever, greatest thing ever. But it like it worked. I think it's effective, and then I think what they piggybacked with on Raw, it's continuing to be effective to build me towards being excited for this explosion at WrestleMania. Yeah, they did a good job doing the whole you know I'm hurt thing. I, the 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 song that got interrupted by Strowman, <laughs> you know, is what it is. I laughed. I know I, Mondays. I I, Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. Mondays was good. Mondays was stupid, good, funny. Like it was good. Yeah, I will say this about Monday because I was I just watched Raw like it was. Actually, I will, I will say this quickly. Like, I this is one of the few rods I've enjoyed in 2021. For the most part, I thought it was a lot of it was quite entertaining. I found myself not fast forwarding, but I was thinking as I was watching that, I'm like, man, imagine the heat in this segment with Elias and Shane singing this song. Like, this this is the type of stuff that like it makes you really miss crowds because the booze and everything would have been so loud, and the like Strowman would be getting these huge pops that he's gotten before right now because of this. Like, this feud is being done really well. And it's about Braun being stupid. I can't stress that enough. It just it's blown my mind how much I've enjoyed this. Simple is is, is easy. Keep it simple, stupid. Like it really is. There you it, go. It is. Uh moving on to something that hurt my hurt my heart, JC. Apollo Cruz versus uh Big E. I thought this was an excellent match. At my point, at this point in the in the whole when I was watching it as a review, I thought this was the match of the night. Thought it was unbelievable from bell to bell ish. And then of course we get to the end. And even the commentators couldn't save it because they didn't know what happened. And it was just like one, two, three. He wins. Okay, oh now attack. And it's just it, do we it, still know what? I like. I still don't really understand what happens because from the way I saw it, I thought Apollo had him pinned. So I didn't I, know what the fuck was going on. So here's here's my theory. And again, I don't know anything. This is just me going on on Planet Fafluga. But I just couldn't think about it more after I saw it because it hurt my feelings. But right now, as I think about it, so he, I think they what they tried to accomplish here was to have both men's shoulders pinned or make it look like it was potentially either man could have done it. And that's why they stalled the beating. Like the beating happened and then they kept going and going and going and then they just kind of stared or whatever. I think they were hoping for a replay to show something, but the camera didn't get it and it just didn't look good. So they probably just said, ah, fuck it, just scrap it, let's move on from it and we'll, we'll figure it out on Friday. That's probably what happened because Apollo just like beat him up and it was just like, okay, once again... Nobody cares about the match if the finish isn't isn't good. And so the finish wasn't good, and then the beating happened again. So it's like, okay, we're not over with this, but it hurts. I think it hurts a lot of us because, honestly, I think this would have, in my opinion, regardless of the win or loss, if you had just done a clean win or a shady win or whatever that you would have come out with better than that, you would have said that was Apollo Cruz's coming out party. Like, I thought with the gimmick, with the intent to harm each other, the way they did with the trash talking that Big E did, I thought it was excellent through and through until the end that got kind of like fumble right through it. It just, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, this was tough. Cause obviously like we've talked glowingly about this rivalry the last couple of weeks. It's been one of the more enjoyable things I think on WWE TV the last few weeks. And yeah, like you said, I was really into this match. I was enjoying it. I was like, this is good. This is good. And then that finish happened. And it's like, well, that's all we're going to remember. And 
I think I immediately said it in the thread because at the same time, I was like, well, we're getting this in a few weeks again anyways. Like, we knew there was going to be something here, but it just, it does kind of stink because it is that little bit of a sour taste now that we have in our mouths, which means on Friday, these two got to bring it to win us back. And I have no doubt in my mind they probably will. And they all, they'll have, like, the full, like, six days to figure out, or five days, whatever it is, to help uh, figure out and explain to move this story forward toward WrestleMania to make it make sense, you know? Because, obviously, we looked at AEW uh, a couple weeks ago with the Exploding Deathmatch. They did a great job on their follow-up show because they had a few days to flush it out. They made it work. So I'm looking for WWE and the SmackDown writing team, which has, the last year and a half, been I think, been phenomenal, a chance to help make this make sense and let these two guys get back on the track they need to get on towards WrestleMania. But, yeah, obviously this was a huge sour point because I was very let down by the finish. I will say very quickly, this is something that just transpired through my brain and it just hit synapses that I need to talk about very quickly. It's, uh... Synapses? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? I'm trying to educate. Uh, no, look, I... Edumacate? Edumacate. I, I, I grew up on TV and I turned out TV. Uh, no, look, I, that's uh, whatever. It's a Simpsons reference. Uh, so here's something that I think that really bothers me is like the people that are in charge of WWE were like, ah, fuck it. We'll give them this finish. They'll get so hot. And it'll be great heat, great heat, great heat. But there's no crowd. So there's no heat there. And you think that because you're angry, that's heat. And it, it, it very well could be. But at the same time, I don't like it because it just doesn't make any sense. And uh, I just don't know exactly how to put it eloquently except for there's a difference between me being angry and not caring and then fast forwarding or not being a part of it or actually you making me hot that I want to see this guy get his ass kicked or this guy lose there's a difference and they're not they, I think people think it's one and the same sometimes when they're making the, the WWE official decisions makes me mad I think for me I, for me the, the way I saw this is they just fucked up something got fucked up it didn't work they got to explain it and I think they will but also we talk about a Smackdown feud um Rollins versus Nakamura in WrestleMania. I know there was a lot of wrestle boners on Twitter for this match. Were you one of those wrestle boners? It was a really good match. I, You know what's funny? I thought this was a real strong B-plus effort. I think that I had my expectations. B-plus? Yeah. I thought this was an ex- – I, I had expe- expectations incredibly high for this. So I, in my very Nestle way, am, was slightly disappointed. But I think that it was still – I can't call it a bad match. It was a great match. I just, when I thought, like, you know when you sit there on paper, you write something down on paper, you're like, yeah, that's going to fucking work. That's going to be really fucking good. And then you get there and you're like, it's good. It probably was the end, you know, at the end of it, it was the end that really sold it for me with the, he hooked the leg, kicked him backwards in the back of the head. And then he's like, you know, I'm going to beat you with what I beat you with. And then that's it. And he, he, then he just yells respect, respect. I love it. But then also in commentary, they really went out of their way to talk about Nakamura being like a top tier candidate. Like they didn't they didn't just flat out say he's a great guy and did all these things. Like they listed all his attributes. They listed all the things he does well. They called him the King of Strong Style. It's like they reset him. They did everything. They tried to like package him in a way. And it's funny because I don't know what his contract is or if his contract's coming up. But it's always funny to me how it circles back around to being like, okay, you're amazing. You're in NXT. You're doing all these things. You come to WWE main roster. You're treated like trash. Yada 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 yada. Oh, your contract's up. Let's talk. Let's treat you like it's a fucking star. It's called the Dolph Ziggler wrestling. I know. Every time he gets a new contract, he gets a world title. I know it's. And we recently see it. Cesaro just signed a new deal. Look what's happening. But right. I will say this. Uh, first off, I hope our boy Danny Grimhood from across the pond is listening because I. <laughs> has never been true for me. Seth Rollins is a top five, maybe top three favorite thing for me in wrestling right now. He is continuing to click on all cylinders. I love this match. I give it an A minus um, because I didn't, I mean, I figured it would be good um, and I thought it like it was good. It was very good. I enjoyed it. We'll probably get it again on SmackDown leading up. But but the way Seth Rollins is clicking right now, he's raised the bar for me in terms of expectation. Like I'm his character work right now, I think is a plus. There was nothing about his character I would change. The outfits, everything, super hot fire. I absolutely adore it. This is the best version of Seth Rollins I think we've ever gotten, in my opinion. I think he's he's just he's on another level. Daddy swag, baby swag, whatever you want to call it. It is all clicking for Mr. Burn It Down. But I will say, like I just said, the bar has been raised because here's my expectation. Two nights of WrestleMania, there'll probably be 16, 17 matches. My expectation is that Cesaro versus Seth Rollins will be the match of the year coming out of WrestleMania. That is how the bar has been raised um, with my expectation of how good these guys are, how well Seth is doing right now. I think the hype we're all going to put on it isn't unfair. Maybe. But that's going to be my expectation. I think they have an opportunity to really burn the house down, an opportunity to really elevate Cesaro, and a chance for Seth to really cement his legacy as a big game player. And yeah, that's where I'm at right now. 
I just and you said match of the year. I'd say match of the night, maybe on the Saturday of a Sunday or Sunday or whatever. A match this year, do you think has been so good that they wouldn't that they can't surpass it? There's been good matches. There's this year, been good believe matches. Me, I honestly, I, you know, but what? I think this we haven't had the one where I look at it and be like, "That's the match of the year." Yet I've had ones to be like, "Oh, that could be a match of the year," but I haven't had one where be like, "Boom, that's it." Yeah, I think uh, these two have the potential to be it. Sure, that, that that's a fair argument, I guess. I just I just don't know necessarily what's going on in terms of like where how much time they're going to get because if they don't get you know ten to fifteen minutes, which they may or may not, they're getting twenty. I doubt they're getting twenty. Two nights, they're getting twenty. I hope so. If they if they are buying into Cesaro seriously for the first time ever, like legit serious, then it fifteen to twenty, I think, is the range. And I think they might get it because I think we're going to look at it as. Like they they they're gonna have similar like since there's two nights you can have two great wrestling matches you can have two gimmicky matches you know what I mean yeah. two of that so on one of the nights this will be the wrestling boner internet boner featured bout the other one might be KO Sammy which we'll get to later but uh, this one to me I'm looking at it and I'm like I think these guys are gonna be given time because Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins he always gets his time and I think Cesaro like I think they're finally willing to commit to him now that they're committed to him money wise long term. I think they're finally ready to do it, so that's my expectation. JC setting in, the setting Daba. Very da-ba! And now talking that's a segue, baby, because now we're gonna talk about Mac and Sheamus. That's how you segue, baby. I gotta tell you first off, before we even talk about the match, that was a WrestleMania level video package. When I saw that, yeah. I went, This should have main evented WrestleMania. This has me goosebumpy. This has me jacked, pumped, ready to go. I was like, This is my main event. Why is it in the middle of the card on a fast lane or as we call it? I've been trying to tell you since November Ugh. that this was gonna be the fast lane match. You know, obviously it wasn't for it the aggravated whatever, me. But- it just they weren't they weren't gonna do that. And I I, I will say this, because like I agree, that match was awesome, but I think it just it, it I think I think this works better the way it did. You know, unfortunately I think both of these guys would it would have been cool to see them have that story, but I think they had to take advantage of the Lashley uh, comet that he's writing right now. And unfortunately, like that just put Sheamus to the wayside. But I, uh, I'll get to Sheamus in my hope later. How about that? What a tease! Anyway, so the video package happened. We had the Braveheart face paint, which I thought was kind I of, loved it. Kind of funny. I loved it. They burst through the wall of monitors. White noise through the fucking table. They do all these great things, and then of course Mac wins because duh, you know it is what it is. So I thought this was great. They went in and out of the Thunderdome. They did all the things they could do. They made it brutal. I, here's the thing: I don't think it's less than the match they had pr- prior. But I was more excited for the first match than this match. I think that they put, and that's on Drew and Sheamus because they were like, we're going to kill each other. It's going to be a war. But the first match to me was they actually did kill each other. And it was more of the same. So it wasn't, it was a consistent effort. It wasn't an overre- overreaction on my part where I was like, oh, this is so much better. I just thought, no, it's the same effort. And it was really, really good. But it wasn't up to the expectation that they had set for me as a fan. That's all. Because now I'm on to Mac and, and Lashley, and I just go, okay, like, give me the thunder. Like, literally give me the, the pyro from Lashley's thunder because I fucking love that entrance. But anyway, it is what it is. So we get to the we get to another part, but uh, I'm cur- you're curious how you feel about this. We have Bliss and Orton. I know you loved it, I think. So What rhymes with hub, Nestlemania? Full chump! <laughs> this was... This was everything I would hope it would be and more because it had the theatrics. And, like, we knew, obviously, it's like, it's Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Like, this is not going to be a wrestling match. So I'm like, I need the fucking, the flames, the randomness. First of all, they did the the black goo thing again coming out of Randy's mouth. Thought it was a nice touch because it kind of disorients him before the match. Then out she comes skipping around. And Nestlemania, when she fired that first fireball, I was already in. I was like, no matter what happens next, I'm in because... I just fucking love, I don't know what it is. This is just like, it's just that next level extra where it's so good. And Alexa Bliss, like, like she has been one of the MVPs of wrestling the past six months. Like, it is just unbelievable, this character change, how she has embraced it, how she has really helped carry this feud with The Fiend. Think about that. The Fiend has been off TV since what, like December? October, And Alexa, uh, has it been that long? Alexa Bliss has carried this feud with Randy Orton pretty much since then, which is absolutely and fucking incredible. This was the big payoff for her. She had falling light structures, but obviously eventually, you know, you know, you know, this was happening. The fiend was going to climb out of hell and grab Randy's leg. He looked burnt and disgusting and gooey and Louie and woo 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 woo. But the best part, Nestlemania is they gave us a finish to the match. Cause that was the one thing I was worried about. I'm like, I kind of want to finish here. And we got it as Alexa bliss 
pinned Randy Orton. When in the in the annals of history, when you read results of people who have beaten Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss has never lost a match against Randy Orton. How many other people can say that? I would argue almost nobody. So that for me was fucking awesome. I love the execution. I have nothing bad to say about this. You said anal's. And she, uh, she did I, not, she did not, she did not sit appropriately as uh, Mrs. Orton wrote on Twitter. Uh, so <laughs> that, was, that was so good. Yeah. It just added to it. It was just added to it. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I, so here's the thing. Home run for me. I loved it. I ate it all up. I thought it was great. And I know that a lot of people were kind of popcorn munching on it. Cause it was just, it, it was just those theatrics that you love so much. The Gaga as we talk about, but here's the thing. And this is where, this is where I'm kind of like head scratching when he came out. And he looked a certain way. All I could think about was he looked like Jason X, like the bad Jason, like the one that looked like he was just like put together really weirdly. And I don't like I need to get a finer look at what he looks like. I, they kind of did it on Monday. But it's just like they gave him like up to his forearms in makeup and his face. But the rest of him is like he had a leather jacket, I think kind of charred on him. And it just looked like he was wearing like pants, which again, I get, but wouldn't like. I don't know, like, the, the presentation of below his neck to me, like, the, but above the neck, the face looks awesome. Like, out of a real-life crazy horror movie, I am definitely afraid of him. Below the neck, it just looks like they just ran out of money. You know, I just, it, and I, maybe I'm on my little on It's all about uh, the titties and dick for you, huh? <laughs> listen, listen, the face is nice. <laughs> listen, the, the face is nice. But the rest of the body needs to be there, too. That's all I'm saying. I'm a body shamer, I guess, is what you're going to call so me. So the anti-butterface is what you're trying to tell me. I'm just saying it felt like they ran out of duct tape. You know what I mean? Like, they just they just Yeah, no, like... no, I definitely, the costume, like, whatever, but for me, like... It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme Yeah, it doesn't matter, but I get what you're saying, because, yeah, I, like, the, I mean, the, the face was just done so well yes. that I guess I just didn't really care about the rest of the body. But, yeah, no, like, thinking about it, looking at it, like, yeah, it wasn't anything really special below the neck, but I don't think it takes away from it that much. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll spruce it up as we get closer, but, I, again, I don't I, know. Again, it, to me, it looked like somebody went to a Halloween store and got a really awesome mask, some really great gloves, and was like, ah, I don't know, black the rest of the way, guys. You know, like... <laughs> His boots aren't charred. You know, like, it's just like he's got spandex everywhere. He just looks like he's a commando well, you zombie. you can change your clothes. You can't change your face, Brent. No, I'm just saying, like, he's a commando zombie. That's exactly what he is. He's just, like, he's, like, got this weird-looking bottom. That's all. Yeah, it's just, it is what it is. But, again, I it won't matter. It, it, they already have my money. They, they got me. They got me. I, you know, yeah. so, again, these are small potatoes that I, I am talking about here. So, it is what it is. Finally, we end on Edge and Daniel Bryan with, uh, I'm sorry, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan with Edge as a special guest watcher because that's all he did until the end. Uh, what an observer he was. Uh, it was a great... Enforcer. I'm going to tell you right now, I thought this match right here, possibly match of the year, in my opinion. It's definitely uh, a candidate, for sure. It was very good because um, in terms of the wrestling, it was top-notch. In terms of the story, it was top-notch. It had everything it needed to to do what they're trying to do. And that is, like with everything, I thought... And the other thing I really want to point out here is because it certainly seems to me like they've been listening to us the last couple of weeks. And maybe Edge in particular has been listening to us and been like, you know what? The money for this is me as a bad guy because I'm a better bad guy. Or even if like I'm not a full bad guy because like it's one of those things where like I need to have my mean streak back because I am the rated R superstar. I'm supposed to be a badass. I'm supposed to fucking like be a dick. Like those, these are the things that have made Edge great. Because his name is literally fucking Edge. Give him a fucking Edge. And this was the first time I thought he really had that Edge character-wise as he showed it. We know Daniel Bryan. We've seen this story before, man. Batista, Randy Orton, same thing. And Daniel Bryan just became the star of the show. Suddenly, it sure seems like we're headed towards a triple threat match at WrestleMania with two big bad heels, two big titans in the wrestling world, two guys who are two of the best. And then there's Daniel Bryan, and guess what? We all want to root Sorry. for fucking Daniel Bryan, man. Sorry, the way you the way you built that up, you're like, and then there's Daniel Bryan, like there's two people, and like Daniel Bryan is so below. I just, I know no. that's not your no, intent, it, but it, it was funny. It wasn't even meant like that, but it's meant in terms of like, like they literally built up this Randy Orton Batista thing that was set. Like they built up this Roman Reigns Edge thing. Roman Reigns is like the top guy in WWE right now. Edge had the big comeback. He's supposed to be this big thing. Like these guys are supposed to be the top. And Daniel Bryan just doesn't go away because he's that good. And we all love him so much. And no matter what he does, we are all behind him. And it just like, I wasn't, we, when did we talk about the last, since Edge won the Royal Rumble? 
Not super excited for it. I'm sure it would be good. But inserting Daniel Bryan into this? This could be like the highlight of the show now. This could be the best part. This could be the thing we care about the most. I will say triple threat matches are a lot harder to get good matches out of, though. So that that's a very tall task for the three I think three these three, like the pace that'll go at and the types of things they can do, I think it will be knockout. Daniel Bryan is like the herpes of WWE. He just like, but in a good way. No, he's in the a good way. You want. He's he's like, give me the herpes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't clip that. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I'm going to. Sorry. But no, you're absolutely right, Daniel Bryan. I love the way this match happened, where he was like fucking with him the whole match, like with Roman Reigns, and then it like he just kind of took out like there were there, he took shots in the armor. You know, it's just like that's exactly what he did. He he kind of just burrowed away at Roman Reigns and showed that he wasn't so invincible. And so I love that portion, the portion of what was going on. And I just I couldn't I couldn't agree with it more. I just thought it was great. I knew the ending was coming, and I just I was a little bit off. But, uh, you know, I, I could feel it the way they needed to. So we'll see what it, how they address it on Friday. But it that if it's a triple threat match, you have my attention. I would like to say it this much. If Daniel Bryan is on his way out, I here's the thing. Roman Reigns needs to lose that championship because he's had it for, what, since uh, end of August, early September. He's done an amazing job as the head of the table. Clearly they build it up for WrestleMania for him to lose because he's Roman Reigns. I feel like Edge was in there. They all took they, – they, they were like, all right, fine, we're going to go in on edge. And then they realized, eh, maybe not. Do we really want to pull the trigger just yet? And it's just like, even if they give Daniel Bryan to, like, WrestleMania, he wins, he celebrates, then that Friday he loses to edge, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Because at least you give Daniel Bryan that one more moment, that one more time. You know what I mean? And that's great. See, I see this the other way. Um, I honestly – and this this would be big balls by them. But the way that I would do it, I would have Edge pin Roman Reigns because then, yeah, you get the title off Roman. You give Edge his last hurrah. You let him get that championship they never lost, quote-unquote, whatever, the one he's never held, like blah, 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 blah. But you keep the Edge-Brian storyline, which is even fresher, alive. And now you have Edge and Brian as your top feud exiting WrestleMania, and you have Edge take that mantle as the top heel. I, that is the way that I honestly would do it. More than likely, Daniel Bryan's in this match to eat a pin from one of them. But the way I would do it is I would have Edge pin Roman Reigns to keep the Edge Bryan storyline alive because I think there's a ton. There's a lot of, like, you talk about that hand bone. There's so much meat on that bone with Edge and Daniel Bryan that you could gnaw on that the next three months. I, I, I would like to amend what you said and say I would say Daniel Bryan tapping out Roman Reigns is a good way to have Edge not lose and have Roman Reigns finally tap out for a big deal at WrestleMania in a big way like he kind of did at Fastlane anyway. So Daniel Bryan gets to do what he does. Roman Reigns can go and lick his wounds, you know, the big dog style. And then Edge can complain even more and enhance his championship. Yeah, but Edge chasing Bryan, Edge chasing Bryan isn't interesting to me. Bryan chasing Edge is interesting. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree with you. That's I just, the difference. For WrestleMania me. is Your a popular circumstance. Might be more likely, but I just, I don't see Daniel Bryan walking out as champion. I think it's Edge Reigns. That's the way I see it. Well, we'll find out in a couple of weeks, won't we? Makes it interesting, man. The last Makes... hurrah for predictions. Fucking Ray and his stupid inside yeah. information. He's on the fast lane to win the first ever Jobberknocker Cup of predictions. So. I'm just going to give him a red solo cup that says congratulations or something. I don't know. Dun, 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 anyway, dun, 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 now we're getting into the regular part of the show. It's shiny time station. Let's do this. All right. So, Nestlemania, like I kind of alluded to earlier, this is probably my favorite Raw of 2021. That's a low bar because I think Raw has sucked for the most part. But I like I started watching today when I got home from my appointment before I recorded because I had to work late last night. Stupid work. Um, so I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to fly through Raw. I did not fly through Raw. I barely finished Raw before we had to record. And that's because there was so much stuff that I was enjoying and I couldn't fast forward. But my we're going to start with my favorite thing. And that was the main event. That was Orton summoning the Fiend Alexa. I thought he had a succinct, perfect promo. Just pretty much saying, like, I'm killing you tonight. It's over. Fuck you, Alexa Bliss. Fuck you, Finn. Like, let's end the bullshit. I'm ready to actually kill you now. So Bliss comes out with a little box. I love this. The pop goes the Fiend. Flames everywhere. I can't get over, like, the use of fire. It's so good. I mean, obviously, Kane did it forever. I think that's probably why Kane is always one of my favorites growing up. Is I just, I love the use of the fire. And I love the Fiend and Alexa using it. Out he comes. And I love this visual of the fiend just staring at him. Literally, like, if you would have told me that was a statue and not a person in there, I would have believed you because he didn't fucking move. And he was getting doused in likely water, but it was supposed to be gasoline. And he's not even flinching. And Orton, I thought, played this well. At first, he was hesitant. And he was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. 
And obviously he goes to light the match, but he pulls a switcheroo because we know Randy Orton, smart guy as well. Not stupid like Braun, smart Randy. RKO, down goes the Fiend, perfect sign of an RKO. Again, statuesque, just laying flat. But then obviously out comes Alexa, you have the stare down, allows the Fiend to, like, we see him raise his head. And it's like, oh, here we go. And the Fiend obviously gets his comeuppance. Alexa pointed at the sign for him because you can't make a WrestleMania match without pointing at the sign. But at least this one looked cool with the lighting and everything. I'm all in on this, if you couldn't tell. I am so pumped for this. Um, there is no way in hell that this is going to live up to how great this is in the actual match at WrestleMania. I just hope they don't have worms and they put on a good show because this has been one of my favorite stories in a long time. I don't necessarily know if they're going to do a match in front of a live crowd or if they're going to do the uh, cinematic Gaga stuff. So Maybe they do a half and half because I feel like with the crowd, you have to at least finish it. But maybe they do stuff where it's like, I don't know. They started backstage with like a tape thing and they finished in the rain. Kind of like we saw with the, what was the freaking match they did where they were in the limos and the hell is that thing called? The, the House limos? of Horror? The House of Horror match oh, they had yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I just, I just foresee this wanting to be a cinematic match. I think I'd be way more into that because another match with them doesn't matter to me. I want. I think cinematic. so too, but we got to remember there's actually a crowd this year. So I feel fuck like. Fuck them. Fuck them. They're going to get 45 matches. One match. Just say, fuck, just say fuck you to the Quinn Twins and our boy Dom who are going to be there. And our boy Ray Ray too, I think. Yeah, Ray's working. Ray, Ray's dead to me. He's not going to help me in any way. Oh at least, God. at least Dom's gonna go to a bar and be hanging out with wrestling fans, and then the you know the Quinn twins might actually do some content down there. It, listen to me, if they do content, they'll be in my good graces. Otherwise, I should just strip Ray of just being an, an anything jobber knocker. He just, I, I could do that. I could, I could exile him. Wow. Sorry, I'm a little haughty. This is because one. of all Ray's negative tweets on AEW that uh, Nestle's baby Nestle has turned on Ray Ray. Anyway, so the Jack in the Box thing happened, and I was just like, look at the ba the background noise of like the, the Jack in the Box in general was like that that they did it perfectly, right? They just did it perfectly when she did boop, and then they cut to the fire. Love that portion of it, but like the Jack in the Box stuff. Do you know back in the day? Because the detective Nestle always knows that uh, back in the 14th century they started doing the Jack in the Box stuff. Da -da -da. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I haven't known of the music. I'm wiggling for the I record. Know. I can hear your chair. But no, uh, the, basically, originally back in the 14th century, they had jack-in-the-boxes, and they all were devils that popped out. So when I saw that line, I went, this guy goes back, reads his fucking history, and it just the idea of how he goes back and grabs these little tidbits and add, like, yes, we've, we've seen jack-in-the-boxes in scary movies before. But they just, they add to his character. Like, it was first the lantern, that's clearly out. The jack-in-the-box is going to be a thing now, too, where he's, he's already the devil because he's been burnt alive and he's been in hell. So he's literally the, the, he's a literal figure of being the devil. And I love it. I just love that little extra stuff. So the little things they do, man. The little is things they do. Is that posted on WWEshop.com yet? Because I think that would sell out instantly. The, the jack-in-the-box? A, a little fiend jack-in-the-box toy. Like, I saw that and I'm just like, merch, 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 merch. They're going to make a killing, man. The uh, fiend yeah. is a fucking cash cow. Yeah, he's honestly, he's bigger than the New Day when it terms to the cash cow stuff. Like him, John, like, it's like John Cena, the fiend, and New Day, in my opinion. Those three are like just... They print money. They print money. And then, of course, anything Undertaker, because everybody loves Undertaker, apparently, except us. So that's it. But, you know, anyway, let's move on to something else that you enjoyed, uh, if there's anything else. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. What does the Miz do best, Nestlemania? I'll answer that for you. Super hot fire promos. He said exactly what you and all the other virgins on the internet have been saying about Bad Bunny. That promo is perfectly done. And uh, you know what? I'm fucking in on this match. And what what surprises me, obviously, is that, A, it's a singles match. Which, we thought for sure this would be a tag match because we thought they'd protect Bad Bunny. One-on-one -on -one match, Miz versus Bad Bunny. Sure, there'll probably be some schmods because we know the guys will be at ringside. But it tells me they have more faith in Bad Bunny than I thought they would to actually be in the rain. Obviously, we know that the Miz... There's going to be a lot of, like, Mizzy elements in this match to help do it for him, as there should be. Because this is, like, the Miz is a great champion. The Miz is great at almost everything. But the Miz's ultimate wheelhouse is working with these outsiders who have come in and really playing his part so perfectly as the bad guy. Because I don't think there's anyone, anyone, who does a better job at this kind of stuff than him. So they um, they got me in on a Bad Bunny versus Miz match. Um, the Miz actually like squashed Jeff Hardy too, which so you know former WWE champion. Like they're not, he's actually he's picking up more wins since he lost the WWE title than like the six months before he actually won it. So you know what? 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't hate that this is a match. I'm actually interested to see it. Well, as long as he's not gassed to the gills when he hits him with a guitar at WrestleMania, we'll be fine. That was great. He's just like, I'm Charlie, I'll accept the re WrestleMania. Like, right. well, that was, that was rough. Me, that well, was one rough. Thing to defend, one thing to defend Bad Bunny on this, because like, this is the first time he's gotten really like physical in WWE. And I don't know, WrestleMania, if you've ever had nerves about doing something for the first time. It kind of puts you in that state where like you're out of breath. you got to collect your thoughts because of the adrenaline. The adrenaline can drain you. That's how I took it. I don't think he no, was. No, he was he was blown up. He was blown up. I don't think he was. Dude, I've been I don't think he was. Dude, trust me, I have anxiety. I've been nervous. I I have shit my pants when I needed to in certain situations, but I get through it. That was that was flat out Yeah, you get through. He got through it too. That's no, what it looked like to me. He's gas. He had he's to gassed. win before he talked. No, I thought this was good by him. Instead of like what we see some people do when they really had an adrenaline just start blurting stuff out. He took a breath because he is a performer. He understands you take a breath you collect yourself, and then you deliver the line. That's how I took it. You can take it the way you want. You're wrong. You're, you're, just, lo you're just looking for something to shit no, on look, No, look, no, I'm not. Yeah, I saw people, I mean, I saw, oh, my God, I'm over it. That's all you're looking for, man. That's all you're looking for, man. I hope this guy goes out there and has a fucking five-star match and fucking makes all you little giblets, like fucking giblets. with poop in your hands. Yeah, I hope it makes you all look stupid. I'm rooting for Bad Bunny now because y'all are fucking haters. I'm not like, a I'm hater. Not even, whatever. Y'all are fucking haters. No, I'm because not. You want this? Uh, I hate when people root for people to fail. I hope he fucking. I didn't see. say he's Go going to Bunny. fail. Good for you. I said he's going to suck Bunny. wind. Bad it, Bunny. There's a there's Bunny. a long entrance way that he might suck wind, and when he's outside, that's all I'm saying. The Ultimate Warrior couldn't make it down that ramp, let alone Ray Ray, who does his you know climbing rocks and bullshit. Like you know. Is what it is. Ray Ray's gonna be dragging cables down that ramp. Ray Ray's gonna be at uh, sucking wind, just like Bad Bunny out there. Doesn't mean Hater. he's not gonna listen. It doesn't mean it's Hater. gonna be a bad match. I'm telling you, I it's hope gonna, it's a great match. I it's hope probably it's gonna be good. I bet you it's gonna be good. Honestly, I do think it's gonna be good. I'm not. If it's eight to ten minutes, it's fine. Anything but like once the bell rings. Know, if it's longer than eight to ten minutes, yeah. I'd be worried. Not even for Bad Bunny, but for like the Miss. Yeah. <laughs> so. The longer it goes, the worse it gets, you know, but whatever. It is what it is. All right, what else you liked? Um, what do you think of Kofi AJ? Again, a match that was good, had higher expectations for it because, you know, TJ's like, you know, giving me shit about, oh, you know, I, I didn't like AJ Styles in a tag match and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, you deserved it. You deserved that. You so deserved he's like, he's like Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles, which is true. And a, a regular on a piece of paper, I'd be like, yes, great, wonderful. Give me that. When I saw this match, I went, too much, too much Gaga. Not enough. Like it just, it didn't, it didn't satiate what I wanted. I don't know why. It just, the, my expectations probably were too high for this when I thought that there are two capable guys in there. I think we got the wrong AJ Styles in that match that night. I just, it was so filled with Amos and and their like the talking portions. Like when they said my color was mauve, the color was mauve. That was fucking hysterical. Yeah, that was good. So I will, I will amend TJ. TJ is right. I am wrong. Okay, TJ, I will say TJ, it again. TJ, write that down. TJ. Clip that off, write it down. I don't know what the date is. Put it in the journal like that is. There you go, kid. Wow. Tuesday, March 23rd. TJ's right. Nestle's wrong. I think that, that they have turned me on that one promo that at least I want to see this match now. I'm, I'm glad because I, I kind of want to see it too. I kinda, the more I, I've seen. It's, it, it is, like you said, it's an ingredients thing. I still think it's, honestly, I know everybody just plays their role and they get paid a boatload of money. It doesn't matter. It's WrestleMania. I just hate the idea of like, in my opinion, is still slightly wasting it, but I get like it, it. I have thought on the idea of it, and I think having almost talk, like I just, he didn't do a bad job. He 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 kind of sold me. He on played like, his role. Yeah, he played his role. He's like you know like Andre the Giant. He's like, well, what do you you know like you know, just like. It was like a bad game show, which is fine. Peanut butter caramel. I was like, mm, that sounds real good. Almost good choice. Yeah. Mav. I had to Google Mav because I, 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 I didn't know. So. I haven't had a pack of crayons in a while. You yeah. Know? Don't eat crayons. They're still non-toxic, but they're still toxic, folks, apparently. being I, 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 I'm not even exaggerating, dude. No, I still had to read the label recently because he was hungry for a no, no, Yeah, exactly. I have no food because I'm poor, so I had to start eating crayons. No. So legit, though, legit, like, as a dad now, I have to look at everything. And my wife was like... Looking at this thing saying, oh, crayons. They say non-toxic, but they're still, like, slightly not great for you. So, they're not wax, folks. There's something in there. Anyway, that's beside the damn point. I don't even know where we are anymore besides Mav. Uh, 
But anyway, yes, it, the match was good. Not great, in my opinion. And again, they wrestle TV matches. These are not pay-per-view quality matches. That's what I mean. Yeah, for a TV match, that's why it's like I enjoyed it. Because the way I looked at Raw this week is like, I like, did I fast forward a little bit of this? Sure. But at the same time, it was like, I'm enjoying these two back and forth. In terms of you give me a three-hour show, these are more of like the multi-segger matches that I want. And they're starting to yep. give that to us, I feel like, the last couple weeks. We also saw it at the kickoff of the show. Uh Lashley and Sheamus, I was a little, I will say this, I was a little sour at the start of Raw because I hate when a guy goes through a hellacious beating that he had the night before, that he immediately has to come out and wrestle the next night, but I will say, they called attention to the lacerations, they really sold it home, Sheamus like, looked tired, and the way, also, when I eventually calmed down off it is like, you know what, if there ever was a guy who got fucking murdered the night before and dragged his carcass out to the ring to try to do another fight, it'd be fucking Sheamus. Because that's his character. So I got over it, and I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed their little match. No, it was a little clumsy, I will say. They're, they're just too oh, big Oh, because Sheamus was dead? Yeah. He was supposed yeah. to be dead? It was, it, it was just, I will say. There is, a, there is a whoop, whoop, whoop to Bobby and a whoop, whoop, whoop to Sheamus sometimes, and that was definitely, like, you could see little instances. Not didn't take away too much of it, but it was enough to be like, this is hard-hitting. Stick to that, guys. Don't do this, like, over-the-shoulder sliding and reversal bullshit. Just hit each other. Just hit each other. Yeah. Stick in your wheelhouse. Just stick in it. It's fine. Don't I even, will say don't my, lucha. my my final note on this is that the thing that I really took away and it was a little piece of storyline, little piece of storyline for Lashley and Mac that for a match that I haven't fully got into yet, I loved what happened after the match with McIntyre coming out trying to incite Bobby and the old Bobby would have lost his mind and been stupid and ruined it, but it just this really solidified to me mvp's worth for bobby lashley was he was the other guy in the shoulder being like no bobby think about it business we are the hurt business we're a business you just focus on your business for wrestlemania don't let this guy he wants what you have you don't need anything from him you engaging in him only hurts you and benefits him and i love that mvp still has that presence over bobby where he calmed him down and he got him to leave the ring so i think suddenly now i'm looking storyline wise is how does drew mcintyre win this my game and get Bobby out of his element, out of his element to make a mistake and not listen to MVP. So I thought that was a very nice piece of storyline after the match. He did even put a bounty out. So with a uh, shimmy shimmy mm -hmm. uh, looking very interesting. Love, with the Love the bounty. So. More on that later too, baby. Yeah, of course. Uh, I did not like the whole, we'll talk about it. You know, that's the heat stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll save myself for the heat here. I got, I don't have any other shine really on raw. We can talk about so. There's a few SmackDown things if you want, but um, I think honestly, I think, now. and I, I hate saying this to everybody that probably watch SmackDown or miss SmackDown or, or listen to us for SmackDown. I think it's 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 not necessary to talk about SmackDown. Honestly, it really is. The only two, the only thing I really had that I enjoyed is because obviously it wasn't a part of Fastlane, but um, I'm all in on Sammy Ko. I hope for it. Uh, hashtag JC's hopes come true. Continue to come true here. Um, it sure seems like we're headed to Sammy Ko at Mania. I'm excited for that. Corbin got the quick squash on Sammy, but it finally seems like that these two are going to get their moment to just, like, go at it once again. So, in terms of that, I'm enjoying that storyline on SmackDown. Okay. That's really it. Heaty time? Okay, here we go, folks. The fucking Drew McIntyre beats two guys in a fucking match. I hate... That's honestly, it's literally two guys in WrestleMania. Two guys that just lost the tag team yes, exactly. two weeks ago. It's, so it's not like he beat fucking 3MB out there. He beat the Hurt Business, who were the tag team champions, two weeks ago. It goes six-man tags and one guy winning a, a handicap match. I can't fucking stand it. It's just so... One guy not named Braun Strowman. I exactly. I mini, mini guys exactly. winning a handicap match. Two guys that are capable of beating one. You're going to tell me that in a fight, more often than not, 99, 99 times out of 100 in an alleyway, two guys are going to beat one guy. It just happens. It just fucking happens. So I don't – the believability of that is ridiculously terrible. And I think you didn't do any service to any of the three combatants in there at all. You made it look stupid. And they get such a boner, such a stiffy when it comes to like, oh – the heel leader has to like have their guys, his henchmen, go after him, so they can't be involved in a hand. It's almost stereotypical at this point, where they just do it too much, and you're just, you know, it made no goddamn sense at all. And it was just okay. We get it. He's not supposed. To, they're not supposed to be at ringside. We get it. You know what would have been fine had they just not been at ringside at WrestleMania. That's fine. You don't need a reason for it. You just don't. It's okay. You guys have not called attention to plenty of stuff before. 
Why not just just shove Cedric and and Shelton? They could have the honestly. Ring. They they could have had Bobby backstage be like, I don't want you guys in my corner anymore because Cedric, you almost cost me the match. Right, exactly. Even though you helped me, like you almost cost me the match. I don't need your distractions. Like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, look at it. Three hour show. You know they're gonna pull some. I honestly, when uh, I watched them, I'm like, oh, they're gonna do a handicap match next week. I was wrong. They did it that night. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even. I. I can't, I can't even describe to you how much it upsets me. But it just, it's, it's not six man tag worthy. But it's, it's up there. I thought you described it pretty well. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it just, it's stupid, 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 stupid. What else was stupid besides Braun? Because I Th- love that, that song is catchy, by the way. The Elias was so great. I have nothing bad to say about Braun Shane. Although I will say this much: the train effect when Braun was running, that's fucking. Don't stupid. care. Don't that's care. Stupid. It doesn't it's take, stupid. It doesn't that's stupid. I, the express thing, whatever. It's, it's just. What's they next? What's now next? And then when they cars, they give more shirts. What's next? More is he shirts. gonna is he gonna have cartoon steam coming out of his ears like a locomotive when he hits <laughs> that people? That would be awesome. No, it'd be terrible. Can't take him seriously. He might as well be Bugs Bunny. I don't care. I don't care. You can't take me off this feud. This this is one of my favorite things. I can't. You can't take me off it. I, I just don't like that. I just think the sound effect made him look cheesy. Just don't fucking care. cheesy. Don't care. He's Braun Strowman. He's all cheese, and I love it. Speaking of cheese, we had uh, Lana and Naomi on commentary while Nia and uh, Shayna were, were uh, wrestling your sexy muscle friends, and they just, obviously, Nia had to win. It was literally Reginald Gaga all over this thing. Like, Lana was like, he's terrible. Oh, no, he's got some moves. Like, they in in four minutes, it was just over a, a jobber limit. But within four minutes or whatever, it made me go, literally, there's four people in the ring. Two people on commentary, guest wise. Three other people. There's like seven or eight people doing Gaga on Reginald. Reginald, not anybody that matters. Reginald. It's awful. Just fucking terrible. It is, this is this is. Here's. Let me tell you right now. Obviously, the brawn panties and the and all the, the the sexualization of women was the worst part of where women women's wrestling, besides not being on a card, has been. I will say this much. It goes not being on the card. Sexualizing women, Reginald. And then maybe, like, that's how bottom of the bear. Like, I love Reginald. I think he has a spot. But the overexposure, he's getting close. He's getting close to Adam Pierce territory. Getting real close. Look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I will say this, is that WWE has this tendency, when they have something small that works really well, and it did. Reginald worked really well in mostly what he's done. But they start to be like, you know what? People like this. Let's just magnify it and blow it up. It's like that is the Ron approach because the reason why we like it is there's little pockets of it and it's a little extra flair. But instead of him being the little extra flair on your outfit now, like he's become the whole outfit. Like he's he's everything. He's the focal point, which is not what you want. It should be that Shania Payne is running train on every single woman's running tag train. team in WWE. I thought for sure this is going to be like a seven-woman tag match at Mania, but they're just continuing to squash all the tag teams. So. I mean, maybe, I don't know where they're headed, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't dislike Reginald with Shania Payne because I kind of like the dynamic, but it is way too overexposed. It's way too much of a focus point when it should just be a side piece, not the main event. You like to be people's side pieces. I get it. Yeah, side pieces. Reginald should just be the side piece. He was Carmella's side piece, then he was Sasha's side piece. Now he should just be Shania's side piece, but instead it seems like everyone else is his side piece. Side pieces. The end. Yep. You upset me so much sometimes. I can't even describe it. Why? How does that upset you? I agreed with you. No, I just don't like you. That's really what it comes to. No, you, you're just stalling because you don't know where to go next. But I'm going to help you out uh, because how about this? So we knew Rhea Ripley was debuting. They were advertising Ugh. it. I'm excited. Rhea Ripley, I've wanted her on TV forever. She made sense for Rob. This is exciting. But let me just put it this way for you. I'm just going to say this because I don't disagree. I think this match is the optimal match for Mania. The way they did it was horrible. But I will say this. How many times have we seen someone either debut or return and automatically get a championship opportunity and people whine and bitch and complain and throw hissy fits? But suddenly now it's somebody that they actually like. They're not going to do the same thing. That's the kind of double standard shit I don't like. Um, I'm happy for Rhea and Asuka because it's something we haven't seen before. I think it's fresh. But the promo didn't do much to get me really amped. I think it'll be a good match. Um, who knows? They still they still could shoehorn Miss uh, Charlotte in it once she gets over COVID. Uh, prayers out. Hope she's feeling better. Um, but yeah, I didn't love the execution here. I didn't think it was good, and um, yeah, it's it just wasn't well done. The way me. you say shoehorn just it, it always makes me giggle because it's just like 
That's exactly what she is. She's so good at her job. She's just gonna find a way to shoehorn or something, like just, just hey, stuff her in she's there. She's the female Daniel Bryan. She just inserts herself into matches. One is not like the other. Just because you like Daniel Bryan, he's a little midget vegan. Where Charlotte's the big giant queen that everyone hates. You called him a midget vegan. Wow. Yeah, he is a small vegan. I'm a, I'm a midget carnivore. I eat meat. That's all. Look at you trying to dig yourself out there. But when, I'm also, when, when no, I'm also, of course, he's I'm a midget. Daniel Bryan might be taller than me. I'm fucking tiny. So I'm allowed to call what you, him what tiny. What are you five eight? Is, comparatively, Bryan is short. I'm short. There's nothing wrong with being short. It's an observation. People you're a size shamer. You are a size shamer. No, 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 no. People, people tend to root more for the short people than they look at people like, oh, Charlotte, like, is the big, the big woman in the division, the dominant force. They don't want to root for her. But her and Daniel Bryan do a lot of the same things. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, it's true. I like them both. I think they're both amazing and two of the top talents ever. Okay, great. Is Charlotte going to be in this match or is it staying one on one? Yes. Or I no? hope to Christ she's not. I really do. But I know that they're gonna. I love, how about this? Not so many. You ready? Maybe mini hope later in the show of uh, what we do with Charlotte. How there about you that? go. That's a tease. I love it. Love it. Anything else that made you very upset? I don't think so. Okay, then. <laughs> We're moving on to our hope. Would you like to? You've teased like 40, 35 yes! hopes. So I have uh, three mini hopes, but I'm only going to give you two during the hope because I don't think you can handle three. But uh, my first one is we had a backstage segment. Well, Riddle, by the way, Riddle's drive-bys on the scooters are like my favorite thing ever. More Riddle just doing drive-bys on people with the scooters. But one of them, he stopped. And that was with a man who has done a great job leading up to WrestleMania, but doesn't really have a direction for WrestleMania. And that is Sheamus, obviously. He lost to Bobby Lashley. He's lost to Drew McIntyre. Where does he go from here? Where does a guy who's been so good the last few months find his spot? Well... I believe these two had a match a few months ago, and you called it like one of your more favorite matches you've watched recently on TV, and that is Riddle versus Sheamus. And the way I look at it is like, huh, Riddle just took care of Ali in Retribution. He's a champion. He's going to have to defend his championship at WrestleMania. Who's someone that could be deserving and probably put in a really good singles match for the lower part of the card? Oh, the fella, the Sheamus. I would assume and I would hope. That is where they're going with this backstage segment. I hope they just don't do it on TV. I hope this is actually Riddle's WrestleMania match. So part one of JC's hopes, Riddle versus Sheamus, U.S. title, one-on-one at WrestleMania. Lock it in. Hashtag JC knows. The other one, WrestleMania. You mentioned Bobby Lashley earlier. He's not at his voice. Cedric and Shelton, they couldn't help him. So he's going to have to find other people that will get the job done. What better way than to go in the locker room and find the 24-7 brigade just sitting around doing nothing because R-Truth apparently wasn't there. So they were just kind of sitting there. Bobby Lashley, like you mentioned earlier, pretty much put a bounty out on everyone's head. But when I looked at that locker room, WrestleMania, there was one man in there that wasn't like the others. One man where I looked at it and been like, that is a serious competitor. That is someone who has had a link to these guys before and they kind of went away from it. That is the guy that whenever he gets in the ring, my eyes are glued to him. That is a guy who deserves more time. And to me, that was my man Ricochet. It was all the 24-7 Brigade and Ricochet. So where did my eyes go? Ricochet as being the one who's going to take Bobby Lashley up on his offer. That is my hope. Hey, you know what? They've been kind of teasing like Cedric and uh, Shelton on the outs with the Hurt Business. Well, you've wanted it before. Maybe you'll actually get it this time. Is Ricochet buying in to the business of hurting. Hurting! So you know what? Give me Ricochet as the guy who takes Bobby Lashley up in his offer. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag JC's nose for a hashtag double dip of JC hope, baby. Boom. I know you said JC knows, but it sounded like you said JC's nose. JC knows. Hashtag Nestle has a nose. Sure. I've got your nose. Hashtag nobody cares. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to... I am going to go to a point of my hope, which is kind of going off of what you said about the bounty because it was it's enticing. It gets you kind of sitting there going, ooh, I wonder what they're going to do. I also have another hope, too. I could give you a double dip, but I don't know if you deserve it, so I'm not going to do it to you, JC, because you, you had the double dip there. Uh, so, look, the plain and simple. Everybody's going to try to beat up the Mac. It's just, we just know it. You, maybe you put some money Beat on it. Up the Mac. Maybe maybe you go. Maybe it's a way to like make him sweat for the next two three weeks. He's got to beat up all these people. Whatever. I say you let him get to WrestleMania. Night one, right? Because apparently night one is going to be Lashley versus Mac. They said. Correct. 
So you you get you get to night one. Lashley comes out first, even though we hate the fact that you know champions come out first. Yep, exactly. And then you look for the Mac to come out. The Mac doesn't come out, and you're like, "What the fuck? Did somebody actually hurt him?" Then you build suspense because it's night one. He's bloodied. He is mangled. And all of a sudden, you just hear, okay, I guess we're not having a match, folks. Bobby's all excited. He's smiling. And he's like, I guess I don't have to worry about it. And then we hear, dun, 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 dun. We get an impromptu Brock Lesnar-Bobby match because he mangled Drew McIntyre and was like, suplex city, Bobby. And we have the match that Bobby wants on the biggest stage of them all. That's an adrenaline rush. That gets you going. You feel bad for Mac. There's night two. So whoever wins that match, I'm going to say right now, Bobby beats beats Brock. I even go that far. Bobby beats Brock. Then you get to the point of Mac and Lashley on night two. Because for me, I don't necessarily care about Edge and and, and, uh, Roman Reigns as much and I think that having maybe them double dip for two nights is okay for me and I know I've kind of said this before but watching the the bounty thing they could drag this out they could make this a big deal a way to insert Brock Lesnar right into where he always goes and it'll make sense that's my hope flat out I like the hope there's just no way in hell that they do a Brock Lesnar match without a poster beforehand but it's a great hope it's a nice you, listen 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 it's a it's a big night I think they can get to it. I think they can pull. They can pull it. Cause look, look at it this way. If if they have, if they have Hulk Hogan and, and Titus O'Neil hosting a fucking, ora, ora, ora. In, what, in what world are we all cheering for Titus O'Neil? It, it's a real world, folks. I, I just, if they have that bullshit all night long, they can squeeze in some surprises. I say, what the hell? Let's do it. Let's do it. Certainly be surprising, but like I said. I don't think Brock shows up without a poster. So, but hey, I like the creativity in WrestleMania. I like the creativity. He hurts Speaking people, baby. Cre- he does. Speaking of creativity, I don't know if it's true, but don't call it a comeback. My comeback goes to the Irish Ace, the true, undisputed cruiserweight champion. He never lost his title. That fucking pretender's been trotting around NXT, thinking he's all cool with the Phantasmas. No, bro. It's not you. My boy Jordan Devlin is stateside, and I hope he takes out, as our boy Guthrie always says on Twitter, the boring Santos Escobar and becomes the one true cruiserweight champion. But it's nice to see Devlin back. We know Devlin will go in the ring. He won me over. He was the guy at NXT UK that made me watch that show every week. When he won the cruiserweight title, I was pumped for him. Um, So I think the sky's the limit for that kid in terms of ability in the ring. Uh, Escobar obviously is a great wrestler. I'm being a little facetious there. Maybe, but I do think he has mostly boring. But this is a match that when they do this two-night NXT thing, this one will have my full attention. But Jordan Devlin, you get my comeback. And my comeback this week goes to one Peyton Royce because I thought she had an outstanding match against Asuka. I thought they probably, here's the thing, for a TV match, in my opinion, this is the best television match I've seen in a very long time. I thought it was extra smooth. Thought it was wonderful. They they went out of their way on commentary. They talked about the bikes on the bites that she had on Raw Talk. They went out of her way to be like, this is her moment. She didn't squander it. She did a great job. She had a lot of reversals. She had a lot of fluidity through what she was doing. I look for that stuff. Because they always say, and Randy Orton has said it before, anybody can wrestle. Anybody can do the moves. It's what you do in between the moves that makes you good. And when I watched Peyton Royce between the moves, I went, she's learning something. She's angry. And she wants to be that good. She, You can tell she's working on the craft portion of her job. And I can applaud that because, any, like I said, JC, any, any schmuck can get lucky and be good once. But to be good over time, you have to put in the work. So when I look at Peyton Royce, I think the sky is the limit for her. But we'll see what happens because she could be really good on SmackDown. But... She on SmackDown. No, I'm, I'm two not, weeks ago. No, she could two be, weeks though. ago on Raw Talk. That promo I talked about on the show. Yeah. Super hot fire. They finally put her out there and gave her an opportunity. Like you said, she smashed it out of the park. You ready for this? Third part of JC's hopes: the triple scoop. Because you realize, like you had the double scoop, it was so good. 
you're still hungry, man. You want more of that sweet, sweet scoopage. So scoop this one up, baby. Charlotte versus Peyton Royce. One-on-one match at WrestleMania. Give Peyton her opportunity. Um, you put her in a one-on-one match with Charlotte. That's an opportunity. And get Charlotte away from the titles. It has a chance for them to just go out there and wrestle and really see what Peyton's got. I think it gives Charlotte something where it's less pressure of dealing with the championship thing where it's on her own. I think it would be a great opportunity. You have two nights. Why not? We see a lot of random men's singles matches without titles. It's time for the woman to have one. And why not put her against Charlotte? Um, they've had good matches before. So I want to see it again. Bonus hope out of JC. Because hashtag JC's nose. Hashtag JC hopes come true. I see your hope. I raise you another hope. You ready for this? This mm-hmm. backstage segment. I want it to happen. I'm putting it into existence. You visualize it. It happens. It becomes money, folks. Someone's looking for a sommelier, and that would be Carmella. Billy Kay as sommelier. Her hashtag is on fire right now on Twitter. Billy Kay as the sommelier of of Carmella would be outstanding. outstanding. I buy it, but neither are on TV right now. I know, I know, and it sucks. <laughs> But I just I love it. I think it's such a great idea. I think that that would like she would probably help Carmela in certain aspects, but also I think it might, might hurt Carmela because in my opinion, Billy Kay is just so over the top funny that she'll steal. All well, the Reginald kind of stole the show from Carmela already, so right. I gotta have Billy Kay do something. She ele- you want to talk about an elevator? I mean, Carmela elevates, baby. Carmela, she is the true elevator. She is. <laughs> she does not. She does not sink. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Anyway. Big finish. My big finish here. There's a lot that we have to get through, I'm sure, but there is, thank God, no predictions this week, I think. So, I know, right? Finally. So we can sweat that a little later because Ray's probably sitting there going, I've got about 14. I, you know, like, the thing is, is Ray, Ray mathematically can't lose, I don't think, but we'll see. Unless he just yeah. has a conniption and whatever. But Does it go through WrestleMania or does it restart? I believe it starts after WrestleMania, night after. Is what TJ said. So mania to mania, okay. wire to wire, is what TJ said. Okay, I buy it. So it is what it is, my friend. Let me um, guess. I have to stall because you don't have anything up from no, NXT or AEW. No, no, no. I was actually I was looking to see if there was anything else. Uh, NXT they didn't have anything booked as of last week, um, and I don't know what it is. So I already talked about Jordan Devlin. So fuck him. But AEW, um, I want to talk about this quickly because you talked about best TV match of the year so far. Uh, I think it happened last Wednesday between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. That was beautiful violence. These women took their opportunity. I thought they hit it out of the park. And I will even go as far to say is that is the AEW's best match of the year so far. Absolutely. I was, I you know, it, I read the spoilers, I think, a week before it came out. And I thought, okay, everybody's just, you know, kissing their asses because they crapped all over their women's division and kind of fumbled it. But, no, they went they went the extra mile on that one. The bloody nose, the just the tacks. Oh, my God. Like, just the all the spots. You know what's... It's almost, it's almost nice when things don't work out during those crazy matches because you, then you feel the actual pain. One hundred. And yep. I think that lends it to the the credibility and the feeling of what you're watching. And if if it almost goes correctly, like Th- Thunder Rosa came off that second rope and that whole like ladder thing collapsed, and she didn't. I don't know if they did a suplex, but something happened where it didn't look right, and I just went, Oosh. you know, like it made you feel for them even more, even it if it feels, is yeah. Right. Hundred percent, and it's just like the, obviously the imagery that we got out of this match, like the violence. Just it's something that I would argue you almost you never see in women's matches, like at all. Like you haven't seen this type of violence, and AEW has proven they're willing to embrace the violence. Um, Britt Baker is one of the most improved people in wrestling over the last year and a half. We know Thunder Rosa is one of the best to step in between the ropes when she's given the opportunity. They've had a wonderful few dating back to Thunder Rosa's arrival here that has gone back and forth week to week, just attack after attack. And they've obviously had a good match at the beach break, I think it was. But this was the culmination. It was beautiful. Like you said, a division that is much maligned that we don't give credit to besides the champion. Like, these two put on a show. Um, I loved every second of it. It's something that I think is rewatchable. But going forward for this week in AEW, um, the only big match I think they have booked is Darby Allen is defending his title. The TNT title against the Dark Order dweeb, John Silver. Dweeb. Yeah. Is there a better word to describe him? He's a fucking dweeb. It works. Don't get me wrong. He's but he's a dweeb. Okay. Dweeb. So they're 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 so they're they're giving they're giving tomato cans to Darby Allen. They're paper bagging him. That's what they're doing. They're paper bagging their shit out of him. Tomato well, he cans. He said Dark Order deserves an opportunity at his championship. That's what he said. 
So he gets yeah, little fucking whatever peanut butter. Besides that, I think Ty Conti takes on Nyla Rose. Uh, yes. I think it's a rematch from the tournament, and they have some. I think like a trios match or some shit that I don't give a shit about. Okay, but I want more from the Pinnacle. That's like that's that's my thing. I want I want the Pinnacle. Let me give me the Pinnacle. Give me all the Pinnacle. Let me drink in the Pinnacle. It's weird when you say Pinnacle because all I can think about is either the bad video editing software or the uh, the, the golf ball. That's exactly what I think of Pinnacle. So like this anything Pinnacle, Pinnacle is better than both those Pinnacles. I was gonna say anything that says Pinnacle is usually bad, but I'm really hoping this is not, not the case. Not anymore, baby. Not anymore. Not anymore. Although they, with Elevation and Dark, they've gone out of their way to have incredible matches. I have yet to have time to watch because I have so much other things to do. Uh, but Jamesies. they they go out of their way. If anybody ever wants to cover uh, AEW Dark and or well, it, I guess Joe Stopper gives the rundown of it. But if anybody wants to do Elevation, let us know because it's uh it's all over the place. That's a lot of wrestling content. It is. Speaking of the wrestling content, you can hit jobberknocker.com. That's our website where we got tons of coverage. Impact on Tuesday, NXT, and AEW on Wednesdays. Then over the weekend, it is a little bit of New Japan with our boy at SSJ Pegasus. So keep checking out for the knocker. There might be some fun WrestleMania stuff popping up over the next few weeks. I'm going to try to do uh, match expectation ratings and excitement levels at some point. I have a busy week this week, um, but as more stuff gets filled out, hopefully I can get to that as well as get ready for our predictions, man. It's WrestleMania season, like we mentioned. The Quinn Twins will be down there. Our boy Dom will be down there. Our boy Ray Ray's working it. So the Jobberknocker staff will be on site. Uh, follow us on Twitter. It's down in the comments. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, five stars, five flames on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. You name it, we're on there. We appreciate it. It goes a long way to help us. Tell your friends. It's the exciting time of year. If your friends are either just in wrestling for this time or whatever, tell them. Give us a shot. Download us. Maybe we'll give them an hour of entertainment of these guys are fucking idiots because we are. But we have a good time. We hope you're having a good time with us, Bri. What's Bri? Bri? Bri. It's Bri. Bri. Don't Bri me. Come on, Bri. Don't Bri me. I, I'm Bri you right now, Bri. Come on, do you Bri. Think, do you think Matt Bri. Ritter will ever go from bro to Bri? Uh, when he gets to an even cooler character change, yeah, he will. Does he have to get to like a level five bra? Or is it like a bro is like lower? What's where's the level on bra bra? Bro. Where, so where's so where's bro, bra, and bri? So I think everyone starts at bro, because that's kind of where you know, and Riddle's kind of taking over that thing. But then you get up to bra, but then bri is the pinnacle. And as we've discussed, pinnacle means top. <laughs> <laughs> on it's that... the top flight of entertainment. Oh, top flight. Oof. Anyway, yeah. on that note, just like a Sir Ixon. It's Shrixon. For the love of God, it's Shrixon. It's Shrixon. You Ixon. hack. Get you hack. Get yourself some Sir Ixon balls. Unofficial sponsor. You are you are the worst pronunciator I've ever met in my life. Shrixon golf ball. Shrixon. Awful. The eye is invisible. Sir Ixon. Anyway. On that note, he got me so hot and bothered by it. Thank you for listening to the Jobberknocker. We will be back next week with more Jobberknockery. Mav. <laughs>